Matthew 24. Matthew 24. The prophecies of the tribulation, chapter 24, verses 4 to 51. Uh, they're delineated or set in order here for us. That is the uh, attempted deception of the world. And folks, we're in the beginning, I think, of that already. Fake news. <laughs> it's just, what do you believe anymore by these commentators? Because it depends on their world viewers what they're going to say. If, if a Christian was up there that believed the tr truth in the scriptures, I mean, he wouldn't allow, be allowed to say the truth. But we've been, the world has been conditioned to accept deception. And uh, we see the problems of that time, verses 4 to 8. We've seen that in chapter 24. We saw the persecutions of that time, 9 to 10, verses 11 to 14, the prophets of that time. <clears throat> False prophets, praise God, there will be a few faithful ones that have been told in the Scripture who they'll be and what they'll be about, the witnesses, 144,000, the two witnesses and the angel. And then we went from the attempted deception of the world, 4 to 14, to the attempted destruction of Israel. And that's the rest of the chapter, verses 15 to 51. God has a plan. Satan knows he has a plan. God has laid it out in his word. And if Satan can stop that plan or thwart that plan or destroy Israel, why are the, why are the people of the world bent on driving Israel into the sea? The only place you can go and visit with safety these days in the Middle East is because God has a plan for them. God said he will do it and he will do it. And they're not going to drive Israel into the sea. They're not going to destroy it. It will exist because there has to be a kingdom. The king has to rule over his people. Israel has to get all the land that they've been promised and they haven't yet. So there's a lot of things haven't been fulfilled from the Old Testament that will happen. So it's going to happen. And don't matter what the devil tries to do, is it's about to fall into place. He'll have his heyday for such a short time. So <clears throat> the attempted destruction of Israel, verses 15 to 26. Israel scattering, first of all, 15 to 26. Um, we almost looked at all of this last time. We looked at the flight of the saints at that time, verses 15 to 20, the fury of the storm at that time, 21 to 22, and we were looking at the folly of the sinners at that time, 23 to 26, how they received the lie. With all the fake news, they'll receive the lie. It will be, as termed in the scripture on Isaiah 28, Israel's agreement with hell that God will annul eventually as they realize about midway through the tribulation probably or in that first half that the, the agreement they signed, the covenant they signed of seven years with the devil was a, with a, was a covenant with the devil and their Messiah is the Lord Jesus and and great will be the day when the nation is born in in a day as it were in that day their agreement with hell because they believed him and that's in the Old Testament Isaiah 28 
28, 15 and 18. And then the last part of the folly of the sinners at that time is the rejection of the Lord, verse 25 to 26. Let's pray before we look. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for these things plainly laid down in your scripture for any Christian who loves you and your word to discover for themselves. And I pray as we compare scripture with scripture, as we thus interpret your word, that it will be a blessing to us tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, this is Matthew 24. Behold, I and, and 25, verse 25. Behold, I have told you before. Where, wherefore, if they shall say, You behold, here he is in the desert, go not forth. Behold, he is in the secret chambers, believe it not. For as lightning cometh out of the east and shineth even to the west, so it shall, so shall also the son, <laughs> the coming of the Son of Man be. For wherever the carcass is. There will the eagles be gathered together. <clears throat> In verse 25 and 26, we see the rejected with, first of all, as we said, the receiving of the lie in 24 to 25 of these verses and the rejection of the Lord in these same verses. Israel rejected the Lord Jesus. And they will receive the lie. Let's turn back in Matthew chapter 21 and 42. Twenty-one and forty-two of Matthew, and we read there. Jesus said unto them, Did ye never read in the scriptures the stone which the builders rejected? The same is become the head of the corner, it is the Lord's doing, and is marvellous in our eyes. The stone is who? The Lord Jesus. The builders that rejected the stone are Israel. The same, the Lord Jesus has become head of the corner. He is the cornerstone of the church. He is our rock, the rock of our salvation. But they rejected the stone. That's what Israel did. And they'll receive a lie instead. <laughs> Marvellous how men do that, isn't it? Receive the lie but reject the truth. And the majority of people in the world are like that today. And believe the lie of the devil, particularly the evolutionary lie, and reject the truth. What is wrong with mankind? It's the old nature, isn't it? The sinful, fallen nature of unsaved people. And many of you probably might have lived some years in that state. And you, you can explain from your thinking then why, why you didn't come to the truth, why you couldn't see the rock, the Lord Jesus, before you got saved and got saved. And, and then it's, it's plain as the Holy Spirit reveals the Lord to you. <laughs> but if you get saved younger, then you look at the rock for a longer time, don't you, and believe. John Oh, let's go to Matthew 27 and 24 and 25. Matthew 27, the rejection of the Lord. They rejected, rejected the stone and they rejected the Saviour. 27, 24. When Pilate saw he could 
prevail nothing, but that rather a tumult was made, he took water and washed his hands before the multitude, saying, I'm innocent of the blood of this just person. See you to it. That answered all the people and said, His blood be on us and our children. And they released Bar- Bar- Barabbas unto them, when they had scourged Jesus, delivered him to be crucified. They rejected not only the stone, but the Saviour, didn't they? The Lord Jesus Christ. His blood be on us and our children. Wasn't it just a little bit later when the apostles were preaching and teaching the truth that these same leaders said, you're going to bring his blood upon us? <laughs> you asked for it. Now you want to get rid of that, uh, that curse you brought upon yourself. They did. A little bit. You read that in the book of Acts. Mark's Gospel, chapter 7 and verse 9. They rejected the stone, the Saviour, And now in Mark 7 and verse 9, we read this. And he said unto them, Full well ye reject the commandment of God, that ye may keep your own tradition. The stone, and the Saviour, and the the word, the scriptures. They rejected the scriptures. They rejected the Torah, we might say, and, and accepted the Talmud. And I keep getting those mixed up. Got them right. Torah, the books of Moses, the Talmud, developed after they come back from captivity with all the extra laws to make sure they didn't fall into sin again and it made them fall into into worshipping their own laws. They rejected the scriptures. Isn't that what's happening today? Reject the stone, reject the saviour, reject the scriptures. Now go to Mark chapter 16. Something else they rejected in verse 3 and 4. Mark 16. 3 and 4. And they said among themselves, Who shall roll away the stone for us from the door of the sepulchre? And when they looked, they saw that the stone was rolled away, for it was very great. And entering into the. Sorry, it's supposed to be Matthew. I wasn't getting what. Matthew 16. You know, we went to Mark, Matthew 16, 3 and 4. <clears throat> and in the morning it will be foul weather today, for the sky is red and lowering. O ye hypocrites, ye can discern the face of the sky, but ye cannot discern the signs of the times. A wicked adulterous generation seeketh after a sign, and there shall be no sign be given unto it but the sign of the prophet Jonah. And he left them and departed. So they rejected the stone, they rejected the saviour, they rejected the scriptures, and they rejected what? The signs. And the sign of prophet Jonah. He shall be three days, three nights. And he left them and departed. He probably left them shaking their heads and wondering (laughs) what was that. Because they just were not open-hearted to it. And in John's Gospel, chapter 19... John's Gospel, chapter 19, and you probably know where we're going in the occasion, verse 19 of chapter 19 of John. And Pilate wrote a title and put it on the cross. And the writing was, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. (laughs) This title then read, Many of the Jews, for the place where Jesus was crucified was nigh to the city, and it is not far at all if it's the place of the skull. 
and it was written in Hebrew and in Greek and in Latin. So anybody passing by surely knew one of those languages. They're bilingual. Many over there were and are even today. This title then read many of the Jews for the place was nigh the, the, the city. Then said the chief priest of the Jews to Pilate, write not the king of the Jews, but he said, I am the king of the Jews. They reject the sovereignty of the Lord Jesus Christ, the king of the Jews. <laughs> so these five things they rejected. These five things spelt the death knell for Israel. They committed high treason against heaven, you could say, in rejecting the one who come to be their, their saviour, their messiah. And put it in terms of the Jewish people. Let's go back there to Matthew now in verse 27 to 31. We see Israel's saviour. We've seen Israel scattering and the reason for that. The folly of them rejecting the Lord. Israel's saviour. If you want to try to keep following it where we're at, you look at the outline. Israel's saviour. Verse 27. The lightning cometh out of the east and shineth to the west, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. <laughs> You've been at night time in a lightning storm. And it flashes across the sky very quickly, doesn't it? Which, which way does lightning go? It's up. See? You've seen it all that time and you haven't got it yet. <laughs> but that's what they say. That's what I've been told. <laughs> lightning goes up. Uh, yeah, that's right. It strikes a tree. <laughs> and I've been near a tree and it blew up. And it just blows it to splinters. <laughs> and it was, I was in an old caravan, but out at the top of the mountains around Talankata, when that happened, I was only 14. And it was uh, rocked the caravan. And, uh, but the, the lightning shines and it brightens everything up instantly, but your eyes kind of just quick enough as it, it flashes there. The speed with which the Lord will return is given here. There will be no time to change your mind at that day. Now, this is not for Christians, is it? This is for, those, well, this is for the end of the tribulation period. He comes as a thief in Revelation 16, verse 15. Heaven will burst open and every eye shall see him. Revel you see, at the, at the rapture of the church, not every eye sees him. Only those who have the eye of faith, who have believed on the Lord Jesus. You know, people say, oh, the saints are all taken up and the graves are opened and everyone will see it. No, no, it's not said that in Scripture. This is for the church that will happen. But here we find this is at the end and the revelation of Jesus Christ, not the disappearance of Christians, not the catching up of Christians. Revelation chapter 1 and maybe put a marker in Revelation. We're going back there a few times. And verse 7. We read, Behold, he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him. And they also who pierced him, who, who are they? <laughs> the Jews. And all kindreds of the earth, the nations, shall wail because of him. Even so, amen. And this is when he bursts the sky open, chapter 19 of Revelation. Uh, I, I think in Matthew where we are, and Revelation 19 are the two priority scriptures that speak of this event now there are the old testament references as well and they're longer and particularly in the minor prophets 
Revelation 19 and verse 11. And I saw heaven opened and behold a white horse and he that sat upon him was called faithful and true and in righteousness and he doth judge and make war. That's what he, he does not do that when he comes for the church, does he? His eyes were like a flame of fire and his head were many crowns. And he had the name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood. And his name is called the Word of God. There's now with no mistake who it is. In the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God. And the Word was God, the Lord Jesus, the Word of God. And the armies that were in heaven followed him upon white horses clothed in uh, fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, and with it he should smite the nations, and they shall rule them with a rod of iron. And all these could be cross. He could spend days in this, just cross-referencing to the Old Testament, back and forward, comparing Scripture with Scripture, to come to the truth of the, words, the Word of God. And he treadeth the winepress as the fierceness of the wrath of Almighty God. And he hath on his on his vesture and on his Thy a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. Every eye shall see him. Whatever men are doing, they will remember this moment. Well, it'll be so awesome. I don't know how to... And it'll be so terrible for some. So relieving for others who had believed and were persecuted. Finally... He's here. <laughs> They'll know exactly who it is. The believing people. The believing Jews. It'll, it'll be in the nick of time for the Jews almost to be annihilated of the face of the earth. The goal of the nations is to do it, but God won't let it happen. Satan motivates them to do it, but it won't happen. And so the speed with which he will come. Remember 9-11? Remember Where were you? What were you doing? Asleep, yeah. <laughs> some people were. Brother Ross, I'm going to pick on you. Can you remember? Yes. Driving a truck, weren't you? Driving a truck and people mad. <laughs> <laughs> so, he was driving a truck and people mad. Because <laughs> he's one of those truckies that go slow. But <laughs> no, he, I know he was awake because he rung me in. I think the first thing he said, did I wake you up? <laughs> I said, nah. <laughs> and uh, you see what's happening. Something major, something important, something like that. You, you sort of remember where you were. And at this time, it, it will be a time that everyone that's still living on earth will remember. You know, we won't be down here to see it. We'll be up there coming with him <laughs> and see it from that perspective. Um, so it's like it'll be frozen in time. It's like a person when there's some terrible things happen to them. It's like they think of a lot of things in a brief period of time. Flashing through your mind. That's just the way the mind works. And, and so it is then. And others at that time, unsaved people, were ringing people in our church to see if they were still here. Because they thought at 9-11 the Lord had come. And it may have been because of a, uh, one of the things, a track we put out with an aeroplane crashing into like Twin Towers. <laughs> and we had that tracked. Uh, I don't know which one it was. And it looked like that. And they thought, that's it. <laughs> and, no, we're not prophets. There was just something that 
if the rapture happened and a Christian is a pilot, it might crash into it. That's what that was depicting. But it'll be quick, won't it? People say, oh, I'll wait until it happens, then I'll change my mind. You see, when the king comes, the decision's made. When the rapture, happen, rapture happens, the decision is made, whether you go up or don't. At the revelation, it, the decisions have been made. You, you can't change your mind. Your, your eternity is sealed. The slaughter with, which accompanies that time is given in verse 28. Back in Matthew 24, forever the carcasses, there will be the eagles gathered together. <clears throat> Multiple millions will be massed at Megiddo when Jesus comes for the final solution. Sound familiar? For the final solution of the Antichrist, not of Hitler. The final solution, get rid of the Jews and everybody think will be peaceful. Folks, until the Jew is in the land in his right place and under the king, with their rightful king, the world will not know peace. But when the Jew is in the land with the rightful king and everything's right and the, the worship is right, then the world will run like a well-oiled machine. <laughs> That's what the Bible has said, particularly in the book of Isaiah. But until then, it'll be, and they think the final solution is get rid of the Jew. Known the final solution is to put the Jew in his rightful place, in his right relationship with their Messiah. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And that peace comes through them recognizing the Lord Jesus. So multiple millions gathered at Megiddo will be massacred instantly by the Lord Jesus. And if they're not massacred, they'll be brought before the judgment that's given in Matthew 25, oh, 24, where are we? <laughs> Uh, 25, where the sh sheep and the goats are gathered together and there they're assigned sheep, goat, blessing or cursing. Let's turn to Revelation and see how great will this slaughter be. Now you say it's a pretty rough word to use. Well, it's the word that's used in the scripture concerning this time. <clears throat> Chapter 14 of Revelation this time and verses 14 to 20. Revelation 14, 14 to 20, and we read there, And I looked, and behold, a white cloud, and upon the cloud one sat, like the Son of Man, having on his head a golden crown, and in his hand a sharp sickle. Remember when we preached to this? What did we do? We brought a sickle out. <laughs> um, Brother Shippard brought a sickle in, so we'd see what a sickle was of those days. Uh, they were around a few hundred years ago here and another angel came out of the temple crying with a loud voice to him that sat on the cloud thrust in the sickle and reap for the time is come for thee to reap for the harvest of the earth is ripe and he that sat on the cloud thrust in the sickle on the earth and the earth was reaped and another angel came out of the temple which is in heaven also having a sharp sickle and another angel came out from the altar who had power over fire and crowned with a loud cry to him that had the sharp sickle, saying, Thrust in the sharp sickle and gather the cluster of the vine of the earth, for her grapes are fully ripe. And the angel thrust in the sickle into the earth and gathered the vine of the earth and cast it into the great winepress of the what? Of the wrath. Judgment. The coming of the Lord Jesus. He cast in the sickle and it was reaped. Look, we've got the farmers casting in their sickle. It's called a harvester. Uh, uh, what else do you call them? The harvester. <laughs> and, and, and they're reaping. 
little grain that there is this year, but they're bringing, and this is harvest time, judgment time, and the winepress was trodden without the city, and the blood came out of the winepress, even unto the what? Horses' bridles by the space of a thousand six hundred furlongs. You say, impossible. This is a great slaughter. Now, somebody said it's impossible for that to happen from Megiddo for all those furlongs, which is 288 kilometres, actually, if you convert that. But it is not impossible if it is referring to, like when you come to a creek or it's been washed out and most of them are in Israel, and they could be as wide as this, this part of the church or that part of the church and they go down about 12 feet. And that would be filled to the horses' bridles easily. And, and I've, I've, you know, I'm not sadistic. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> no. And I sat down and worked out how many people would be there. How many horses will be there? How many things? And if they're all killed, how much is blood is in each person? And if it's a wet time of the year, blood's not going to be soaked into the ground and it could run off. And it literally does work out that it could be that or more from Megiddo down to Israel. You see, it's going to be a massacre, absolute, terrible time. In Revelation chapter 9 and verse 16, how many people does it tell us are gathered even from the east that come over to the, to the warfare? China is not getting her army ready for nothing. 200 million men army that is coming from those parts of the world, from the east. I don't say just China. And the, the field is Armageddon, Revelation 16, verse 16. The fowls are called to the supper. In That's what it's called in chapter 19, and verse 17 of the book of Revelation. And I saw an angel standing in the sun and he cried with a loud voice saying to all the fowls. And this is just after the Lord's come in the verses we just read. And that fly in the midst of heaven and come gather yourselves together unto the supper of the great God. It is a massacre. Where the sharp sickle is put in and millions and millions of people die that are in the armies that come together at Armageddon. And Jesus comes in an instant with power and great glory, and he is seen in his glory all over the world. Signs that will accompany his return, and immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened, the moon shall not give its light, and the, and the stars shall fall from heaven. And the powers of the heaven shall be, shall be say, shaken. We're not looking for those today. We're not going to go into that hour of tribulation. We're looking for the Lord to come. And these are signs that will accompany. You know, I just looked at my watch. We're out of time. <laughs> so we'll look at the signs that accompany his return. And the sound that will accompany his return in the next verse and following in the verses to come next time. Um, <clears throat> it's not something to read lightly. It's not something that the Lord rejoices in. 
judgment is God's strange act upon those he has created in his image. He doesn't want to send any to hell. It's prepared for the devil and his angels. He wants them to be saved. But this is a time when they've had every opportunity, even in the tribulation, with the testament, testimonies that are given or the testifiers that are given the message. And before the tribulation, now, look, I didn't think in Australia we'd ever get television stations that broadcast Australia-wide the truth of the gospel, but it is happening, and we might not agree with everything they say and not agree with their doctrinal stand and are not advertising or plugging them and saying, stay home and watch them, don't come to church. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm saying that God is giving a testimony out. And as Paul said, you know, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached. Let it be so. But I'm not going there. I'm not going to compromise a stand for, for working together or doing that. But God has let people know. And we can't say, well, how terrible of God to have such a massacre happen to so many people. How cruel is God? You know, I have, I have people that have, have said to me, you know, if that's the God that you worship, the God of the Old Testament that has Israel go in and slaughter man, women and children, then I want nothing to do with him. They have said that. And I said, but wait a minute. In God doing that, he didn't allow the Jews to go in until their iniquity of the Amorites was full. It had come to a point of no return. And if God hadn't done that, the world might not exist now because of the diseases they would have brought into humanity. Their sexual behavior were bringing things in then, and they didn't have the solutions as we have today. But praise God, he's done it. And when the iniquity of the world is full, and I just... When I was getting this ready and other things, the word full kept coming up. And I think there's a message there. <laughs> Pastor McConnell might have got one on fullness, the fullness of the Gentiles. The, the, the cup of iniquity is full. God has to stay. That's as far as we go. And that's where we're looking at tonight. That's as far as God will allow it to go and then he'll, he'll, he'll come. And he knows the exact moment that he will turn up. Praise God for his sovereignty and his great power, his wisdom and his knowledge, his grace and his mercy. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for the truth of your word. Bless it to our hearts as we go our way, knowing that we're secure in the Lord Jesus. We will not see this wrath. The wrath for our sins is taken upon the Lord Jesus at Calvary. And I pray that if there's someone here that's not in the fold and not a believer not a christian hasn't to believe today they would flee from the wrath to come bless us as we go our ways in jesus name amen